uh, Kenya and where we visited our family on the other side of the world. And so we're excited to be able to share that with you this morning. Uh, you all were very instrumental, prayers and intercession, financial support for the team. Uh, there was uh, so, so much money that was given. It was wonderful. We we're already taking money from this year's trip and putting it toward uh, next year. And so that is a, a, a great, great thing. So thank you for that. And so uh, myself and Dean and Sue and Trinity, uh, who had the privilege from North Shore to be able to go on this, we just wanted to take this morning, the whole morning, which we would kind of normally preach, and we're just going to testify about God's goodness and His faithfulness uh, to all of us on this trip. And we didn't just go, you came with us. You, you need to understand that we went representing you. And uh, so that's, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So we're going to start, we're going to hit the lights here, and uh, we're going to start with just a, a video. And you're going to see, uh, hopefully, a lot of Kenya and uh, going through the streets and, you know, all kinds of different things you're going to see that uh, are very, pretty different from here. So, John, if you're ready there. to this nation be the word of God in every situation change my heart change my heart today who will be the salt if the salt should lose its flavor who will be the salt if the salt should lose its flavor, change my heart, change my heart today. Loose the chains of oppression, Lord, set the captives free.
You 
Crazy Mazungo on the road driving. What do you think, Sue? We love the life here on the ring road. All the hustle and bustle and, and uh, everybody out early on a Sunday morning. It's very exciting today. On our way to, to preach, Steph's going to lead worship at Christ Church Kasumu. Emma and Trinity are going to get most people saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so we're just hoping we make it there so we can preach the gospel. the team to come on up here. Somebody could hit the lights for us. So we're going to, uh, we're just going to kind of share kind of family style uh, with you. Some of the things that you saw there, that way you've got something to hang it on. You've got a visual uh, foundation uh, for what we're going to share with you. Uh, we arrived in uh, Kisumu. We flew from Seattle to, to, uh, to Amsterdam, then to Nairobi, the capital city of Kenya, and then on to Kisumu. Uh, back in the day, they used to take about a six-hour drive, I think it was something like that, through uh, you know, all kinds of terrain in who knows what kind of vehicle. How many have done that trip before? All right. I've only heard legends and, and great stories about how the fish were this big. But it, it, was, it was quite dangerous at times, too. You never knew you could be hijacked uh, by, uh, you know, thieves and pirates along the way. So it was quite an interesting thing and, and a good privilege to be able to drive or excuse me, fly there. And so we were met at the airport by probably 50 or so different people that were from the church. They know how to throw a welcoming party. And they were there and I came through, I was kind of the last one coming through into the airport, into the foyer there. And I just hear screams and shrieks as people, you just have this melding of, of uh, joining, you know, long lost friends from years uh, past. So that was very exciting. Anybody want to comment on that at all about that, that welcoming party that came in? That was pretty wonderful. Well, just 
grab a microphone. The amazing. Um, for me and uh, Dean and I, we had been there three years prior, and we had spent two months there. So we had made some friends, and we've been keeping in contact over the years. So to be face to face again, I'm afraid I was one of the shriekers. <laughs> and then, and we, there were tears and kisses and hugs, and you know, and more hugs, and then you're sweating besides, and it's. Oh, it's a bit hot, but it was a blast. And, of course, Eric Swenson and the kids were there. First time Jonathan and Stephanie had been back uh, since they left three years ago. So people were just overjoyed to, uh, to see them all. And, of course, the biggest thrill, I think, was to see Dennis's son and granddaughter. Whoa. Um, Dennis is a very loved in Kasumu. Took many trips there. Love the people so, um, and they were really looking forward to seeing his son and granddaughter. Um, yeah. Trinity, well, since she won't say it, I'll say it. Um, we get in the car to go to our, the guest house where we were staying. And I'm sitting next to Trinity, and she goes, we Americans are so rude. And I looked at her and I said, what are you talking about? She said, we would never greet anyone in America that was a total stranger, like they just greeted me as a total stranger, with such an amazing love and care. And that's the Kenyan people. Well, I tell you, we walked into the, the next night, we walked into an evening meeting at uh, Christ Church Kasumu, and we got in there, the band was playing, they were worshiping, it was a, just a prayer meeting together, and we began to just pray and worship. I could hardly contain the emotion. Actually, I couldn't. The more I tried to stop weeping the more I wept. And tears just coming down my face. The, the presence of the Lord, that's all I can say, the presence of the Lord was so powerful in that place. Uh, through, uh, you know, and I, I can't quantify it necessarily, and I don't un- necessarily understand it. Uh, but it, to all the years, you know, as we mentioned about my dad having gone there, I think 20 different times, and him sharing the stories about this family on the other side of the world and the expectation that that had built in my heart was so powerful. And I was undone. Yeah. I was absolutely undone. I looked over and you saw Pastor Charles worshiping, but you didn't see who was in the front row. And Eric had dropped. I've never seen Eric. I mean, I'm sorry, Eric, you probably have, but I just haven't seen it. But Eric many had dropped to his knees. <laughs> he was just on his knees in the, under the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit and, 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 and the worship that these, these Kenyans lift up to God and how he comes down and inhabits. It just drove Eric to his knees. And then when Eric got up to greet the people, he didn't mention this, but he stood for almost two to three minutes totally silent. He could not speak because he was so overwhelmed with love and emotion. You can keep that microphone for you. Um, Dean, if you could just, a couple days later here, we would have a worship conference and uh, I shared that was a couple days, you know, three, three and a half hours per day, just preaching, leading worship, sharing about worship and all that. And uh, then there was a time where Dean and Mac McKinley, Mac and Becky McKinley were also part of the team, and they went to Kalaleni. Kalaleni is uh, an area where it's a very, uh, just a high densely populated area of, of Muslims in the city of Kasumu. And Pastor George Makamwanda, who used to be the pastor of Christ Church Kasumu, now has planted a church there right in the heart of Kalaleni, which is a pretty difficult place to do that. And so there's a, out of there, 
Pastor George has planted a number of different churches. And you saw one church that was kind of just, there was nothing in there. It was just dirt floor and all that. It was very impoverished. I mean, that was, that was ghetto uh, for, for them. And, you know, the children walking around and they, they've got hardly anything, you know, on some of them. And, but uh, Mac and, and Dean would go back there and they did a kind of a crusade, open air preaching time. And I wanted Dean to share uh, about that. Okay. <clears throat> that was, uh, I mean, we were just thrown right into it. That was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Thursday and Friday, Eric was sharing in that worship uh, conference and everything. And that evening, um, we, we, um, I was sharing a word on grace, and then we had a time of prayer. So I want to interject this. We had a time of prayer at Christchurch uh, Kasumu, and uh, so I called the whole team up to pray. And Trinity says, are you going to share about this? I, if you're going to share about this, I'm not going to share about it. You're not going to? Okay, then I'm going to share about this. Because Trinity's standing right next to me. We're standing here like this, and she leans over to me, and she goes, what do I do? I've never prayed for anybody before. <laughs> I said, oh, just, just, just release the Holy Spirit, release the love of Christ, and just pray for people. You, you'll get it. The Holy Spirit will come, and he, he'll do it to you. So she did, and she became this dynamic prayer. I mean, there was kids getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. She was on fire, this girl. So I had to share that. I had to kick that in there. It was that, it was that, okay, um, okay. Just real, real We're quick getting here. to it, Eric. We're, We're getting, getting to it. it. Yeah. But, but uh, later on, I was... Uh, told by three different people that watching Trinity pray inspired the children and the parents because they knew that she was 13 years old and she was so sincere and into it. Pastor's wife came to her for prayer and it was like, you mean children can pray for adults? And it was like, oh, you know, and it so inspired the children and inspired the parents to bring the kids in on on this. So that was cool. Yeah, so it was that Friday that we're just speaking about that uh, George Mock wanted to come over to the guest house we were staying at. And he said, hey, I've been here a couple of days. We're having open-air preaching out here in Kalalini in the slums. And you guys haven't showed up. So can one of you come and pray? And I mean, can one of you come and preach the gospel in this open-air preaching time tonight and, you know, lead people to Christ, blah, 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 blah. Pray for the sick and all. And... Uh, Eric and Eric had an elders meeting that night. So there's only, and, and, and Mac was already busy. So, the, well, he wasn't. But I, I said, well, I, I said, Pastor George, if you'll pray for me, I'll go ahead and do that for you. I'll come and preach open air. Because I've never done this before in my life. So you'll need to pray for me. You guys... Let me let me set the stage for you just a little bit. Tonight, when you go to bed, just think about not going to bed, staying up all night long, because the time is flipped there. So everything happens between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. All of the most of this ministry is happening during that time. Well, that's the time of the day that you. Basically, your body feels like it's been up all night long. So you're at the weakest point about 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Plus, you spend from 8 in the morning to 4 in about 100-degree weather with a lot of humidity. So your body is completely drained of, 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 of energy at that time of the day. And now you're expected to get up and preach the gospel. Okay. Not only that, but 90 degrees with 90% humidity, which we're not used to, just saps you. Just sapped. You're just, you're sapped. So it's like, okay, well, pray for me. We'll, we'll do this. So Mac and I, Mac goes, Hey Dean, I'll go with you. I go, thank God. Somebody's going with me. So, so Mac and I get there and you saw the church. You'd seen it. It, it. it had a little blue backdrop, and there was a, a little dirt stage. Well, that was the church plant. They were celebrating that weekend, their one-year time. And, and there was another picture in there. There was a bunch of boards, and, and, and you may not have recognized what was going on there, but that was the picture of the stand that Mac and I were to stand on. 
We got there. This thing is this high off the ground. It's just a metal thing put together. And these, these warped boards, they're about this wide, with gaps in between them about this wide. And there's t- like 10 people up down there, you know, worshiping, you know. <laughs> Uh, that's the worship team, and we're supposed. Mac and I are supposed to go up there in a few minutes, and the and the mer- the music is just blaring, and and I'm looking at Mac because y- you you know you could hardly hear yourself talk, so I'm this close to Mac, and I go, Mac, we need help. <laughs> I shouted it that loud. You could not hear it two feet away from us because of the because of the speakers, okay? And, and Max going, yes, we need help. So we're just crying out to Jesus, help us, because we've got to go up this little metal two-rung thing to get up to this height, and this thing is rocking back and forth and wobbling, and these are wavery boards, and we're going, oh, Lord. So I'm sharing this with you because... And I'm sharing it with you this way, because I'm no different than you. You're no different than I. I've never done this before. I'm weak. I mean, I'm really weak. And there was another time up in, uh, up in OU Day that we preached too. I'm sorry. I know I'm going on and on here, but we've got all morning long. You guys don't have any roast in the oven, do you? Okay. All right. We're good. Um, and I learned what the scripture means. I mean, I really experienced it because up there it was an hour long of heat and worship. And then we're supposed to share the word and share the gospel in this little town center. So both these experiences were physically very weak, mentally very weak, actually going, God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to share the gospel both those times? How am I going to do this? I can't even hardly stand up any longer. And, and, and what I experience is the scripture that says, my strength is perfected in your weakness. You guys, that was no longer a scripture verse to me. It was a living reality. His strength had to be perfected mm-hmm. in that weakness, yeah. or I couldn't have shared the gospel. So I get up there, Matt gets up, and he gives a greeting, and he gets down, and then he helps me get up on that that rocky thing. And, and it's just, just the, you know, it's just sunset as I start. I only go for about 15, 20 minutes, and it's pitch black because they're on the equator. So when the sun goes down, it's just, it's gone, and there's no light. There's one little tiny light over here on this little building, and there's several hundred people out here. And I just shared a simple little word about being an outside Christian or becoming an inside Christian, knowing about Jesus and God or having him actually inside of you and being born again. They kind of understand that kind of stuff. So I gave an invitation at the end after a little short gospel message. You know, is there anybody that would like to be an inside Christian? I gave the same message up in OU Day at the outdoor preaching. And here's about 70, 50 to 75 people, young and middle-aged, younger and older and older age, going, yeah, I want to become an inside Christian, and I need some prayer here. So Mac helps me get down off this thing, and I'm coming down this little metal thing, and I'm looking like I'm 90 years old, and he's helping me down off this thing, you know. And then we're just praying for all these people and just releasing the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit that brings the new birth, correct? I mean, we read that in John. It's only his wind that blows and brings the new birth. So we're just praying the Holy Spirit just come. These people were getting healed. They were getting saved. Same thing happened up in OU Day. Ask the young man, and I'm almost done here. One second more. Um, This young man, he came up for prayer. He had this incredible pain in his body. And I asked Pastor uh, Daniel Algambi, I said, so what's wrong with him? Okay, all this pain in his body. Okay, well, is he an inside Christian or an outside Christian? And the young man said, I'm an outside Christian. I said, well, does he want to become an inside Christian? And he said, yes, I do. I just heard the gospel. I want, I want to become an insider. So we lead him into the Lord, and his whole countenance changes. And he goes, there's no more pain in my body. I mean, this man was truly, the Holy Spirit came and just blew through that man's life, where he came from, where he went. We don't know what the Holy Spirit was, where he went, but we know what was happening. That man got born again, and he got healed. And then a, then a line of some other ladies there, they got healed also. And... Uh, and I Amen. think I better. We had we had a, 
We, you know, we, we really went with the intention. We didn't want to just spend a lot of time in meetings and doing that because typically that's kind of what you can get. They love to plan all kinds of stuff just as we do. You know, you have somebody and you want to take advantage of that. But we really wanted to invest and be in people's homes. And we had the opportunity to do that, to pray with people, to build relationship with people. They love to drink tea and have little snacks, and they would just lay it out for us. And it was, a, it was really amazing to build that family relationship with those people. We're going to uh, keep things brief here now, but I, I'd like to... I'm, that's not a reflection of what Dean was saying. That was so good what he was sharing. And he actually hit two separate things there. In, in one package, so thank you. But just for the sake of time here, Sue and Trinity, uh, Trinity had the experience really profoundly, I think, because we got the chance to debrief about all this stuff back at the room. Uh, Trinity and I were roommates during the, during the time, which was really fun to be with my daughter here on this trip. Uh, Trinity and the whole team went to a place called the New Life Center. New Life Center that you'll see up there was all the babies. And I'll let her share about her experience there at New Life. Yeah, so it was just amazing to go see in these all these babies. And they have they have three units in the buildings. They, they have an infant unit, a toddler unit, and a special needs unit. And people who find babies, and they have teams that go out and um, uh, that search for babies, and they find them anywhere that they could be thrown out, that they could be forgotten, and that... Um, what would be examples of that? Um, well, in, they find them in garbage bags thrown out in the garbage. They find them in, like, just the worst places possible, toilets. They find them, yeah, bushes. They find them um, next to the river for the animals to come find. They find them just, they, they just they're just not wanted. Kids who are perfectly whole and perfectly, you know, perfectly normal are just thrown out. And even the ones with the deformities, the ones that who aren't, um, you know, the special needs kids, they're, they're, a lot of them are, um, they, so a lot of them don't have limbs. A lot of them are, you know, in, intellectually, they're like two and under, almost all of the special needs kids. And but they're like the most beautiful children you'd ever see because even through all of the, even through all of their imperfections, it's like they're perfect. They're beautiful. They're and they come up to you and they just hug you and they hold on to you. They want to touch your hair and ask you all these questions, questions and want to get to know you and want to um, want to want you to stay with them. And they cry when you leave. And you know, if you just go in a different part of the building, it's like the whole world ends. And it's like, you know, and and then you go upstairs, and the babies are there on the mats, and there's like 15 babies, and they're all, um, all the volunteer workers are there, and they, um, the lead nurse there is mama to all the kids, because they don't have parents, and they don't have a family, and they, they name them, they give them a home, they give them a new life and a new beginning, and they're adopted, and, um, uh, it's just, it was so incredible to go and see all of that, and, you know, um, just to see a totally different culture and different way of doing things. But it it was just, it was so amazing. And then um, the, so they're building new units for each of the kids, and they have school for them, and they have, um, they're very small, very small places. And so the, the cribs are bunk beds and, like, bunk cribs. And um, it was it was amazing, and it was just, it was so life-changing for me to see the way those kids, through everything that they've gone through and for everything that they, you know, not being wanted and coming in and they want to love you and they want you to love them and they want to, you know, be a part of your life and just getting to love on them and getting to learn from them how to love and how to be a blessing to people. How many of and, them did you want to bring home? <laughs> I'd take all. But it was just... You. <laughs> It was just, it was amazing, and yeah. Yeah. I am so looking forward to going back, and um, I, I could not, I could not believe that I got the opportunity to go, so. Excellent. Thanks, Trinity. Sue, share about the women's gathering. I, I thought of, we needed our Tammy McIntosh to be there when we started rolling out the, the Kasumu bling there, but these, uh, these, these women had an amazing time, and, and the point wasn't to show the pictures of everybody's earrings. 
I hope you saw the faces of, of them just lit up and just who those people are and kind of getting acquainted with, with them. Sue, share some of those things. Uh, the women are truly our sisters. They are so much like us in personality, what makes them um, concerned, their joys. Uh, we just, the fellowship was amazing. Um, it was, they did a high tea, a ladies' high tea the last Sunday we were there. And you saw the food there. We had bananas and peanuts and we had watermelon. And they, they don't typically eat sandwiches there. And we had some uh, butter and, and uh, tomato sandwiches on buns. And they really made an effort to make it lovely and, and great tea. <clears throat> there was about 70 gals that showed up. And it was buzzing. It was just buzzing. Um, they were only expecting mm, 35 to 40 people. So the droves started coming. And so someone ran to the church, got more chairs, and f- food started coming out. So it was, it was really exciting. I got to share on contentment. Felt like the Lord had really um, given me that uh, word for them. And he instructed me to share something about my life that I, I said, really, I, I need to share this publicly. And he said, yeah. And I said, oh, well, I'm going to ask Dean to, for confirmation. He goes, oh, yeah, baby, got to share that. <laughs> so I did. And they were like, you know, really? In America? And I was like, mm-hmm. And so it was just a point of being able to relate to where and how... Uh, they live in just sometimes a scarcity of provision. Um, yeah. So it was just a beautiful, beautiful, uplifting time. And of course, Becky brought these beautiful beads. She, uh, they're crystal beads. And you saw the line of tables. We, you know, cleared the food off and put, put these beads on it. They were, again, buzzing. It looked, at one point, I had taken a picture and you couldn't even see the table. All the heads, you know, all the dark heads over the table, and they were just picking out their beads and putting their stuff together. And, um, you know, I didn't see any beads like that over there. So I think this was a real, um, you know, real treat for them. And they, they loved that. So they wanted their pictures taken and went around taking pictures of them. But you could see the beauty in these people, beautiful in uh, spirit and heart. And the Kenyan women are just fantastically gorgeous in their bone structure. And they, they take care of themselves and, and they have pride in their, their families. And um, it was just a privilege to be able to share with yeah. them. And yeah. you all would love them so much. And I'm t- I told them there were ladies who want to come back. And they just went, you're kidding. I said, no, we're bringing the ladies back with us next time. And they were very excited about that. That's great. Dean mentioned Christchurch of Uday, which is just north of there. We had to drive uh, about an hour and a half to, to get there. Pastor Daniel Agambe is the pastor there. He and I are kind of brothers of a different mother. We're just a couple months apart in age, and he pastors that church. Just a little uh, kind of a mud uh, hut with corrugated metal roof on it that's very, very small. You can pack people in there, which they do. But then you saw the other stone, looked like Stonehenge, you know, in Kisima. And that is, those are just the walls with just bare ground of the new building that they're building. And this is something that, you know, as they're a church plant, we're a church plant, this is something we would love to be able to help them out with. And uh, so we've, we've come back with some ideas of, of how we can help them. And you saw the, the plans that he had, just very simple cardboard uh, you know, blueprint for what they're going to be doing, what they're looking forward to. We'd love to partner with them. And just seeing many of the children, we went back to Kasumu and we went to the market with, with uh, Pastor Charles' uh, wife, and she helped us pick out. We filled suitcases and bags full of clothes. And we had somebody else take them back up there, and they distributed them to uh, many, many children uh, there in their church and in their community, uh, which was just a, a wonderful thing. 
And, you know, in, in all that we're doing uh, there, that you see the pictures of, those are things that God has called us to apply here because the Holy Spirit will come upon you in power and you will be my witnesses locally, regionally, nationally, and globally. And so we all have, right, we all have our own Kasuma right where we are because we all have a city that we live in. We all have a neighborhood that we live in and no one can reach and touch and love and demonstrate God's love and power more than you who are in your neighborhoods. God has not called me to live in your neighborhood. God has given you a special authority because there's a special calling associated with the geographical location that God calls us to. And so that is such a, a great thing for us to be able to make the, the, the local application to this global reach that God gave us the privilege of being a part of to our family on the other side of the world. I've got a f- very different view of missions now because it's really just going to our family on the other side of the world. It's just taking a trip and going and being with them. But that was wonderful being able to go and bless them. And you saw the picture at the end here and you thought, wait a minute, the last pictures that we saw up there, I know that guy, I think. That was Kumar. And we're trying to make the application in the video that we saw that it is as much local as it is global. And Kumar was doing the exact same thing that um, that we were doing with that church up at Ayude. We're, Lauren Ray uh, at his company was able to get a ton of clothes and different things donated. And we just went down to this neighborhood where we knew that there was a need. And Dean and, and uh, Kumar went through and just knocked on doors, said, hey, can we pray for you about anything? And they just began to hand out clothes and meet the natural need that they had, as well as addressing the spiritual needs that they had there as well. I want to finish on this note. You also saw pictures, it said Nightingale Hospital. Nightingale Hospital is where Elder Philip Check, he's at Christ Church Kasumu, and he has a hospital. He's a doctor, has been for years. And uh, he has a clinic right now, but they're in the process of building this hospital. And if you, the, it, we, we think our interest rates are high. The lowest interest rate you can get there is 95 that was the big thing that was flashing in the newspapers. That was a new thing. Right now, I think he's got a 19% interest rate. When's the last time we saw some of those things for mortgages? And so you can imagine, financially, it's near impossible to make something like that happen. And we're believing that God's going to allow us to, to do something creative from this side of the world to be able to help them. I don't know what that is, but I believe somebody does. And, but this hospital, there's two things really that people are kind of afraid of in Kasumu, in Kenya, going to the police because they're so corrupt and going to the hospital because you come home with more than what you went in with. But this is a different place. This is a people, this is this Nightingale hospital has the ability to go 10 floors. They can build 10 floors on top. They're, they're looking to be able to take 60 patients, but they you know, initially just on the first floor, but they have a long way to go. And uh, they've got a generational vision. His sons are, are, at least one of his sons is a doctor and is coming to work with them in the hospital. And so this is a, a really key venture, again, that we would like to be a part of to partner with them. And, uh, but uh, I want to just plant that seed. We'll be talking to you more about those things, but this is a, a really important. It's not going to be a public hospital. It's a private hospital where people who desperately, desperately need care will be able to receive it. I want to take us back to last week as we close. And Graham White from England, he was sharing with us. And he said, he asked this question, how can we demonstrate God's love at North Shore? What do we have that God could use? What are the simple things? We took soccer balls, we took clothes, we took a number of different things. But what do we have that God could use? How does God want to use it? Have we asked ourselves those questions? We must continue to do so. Are we willing to allow God to use us? Are we willing 
to allow God to use us. And then going off of what Glenn said, do we, qual- do we disqualify ourselves from being used by God? I want to just end and uh, just have Dean uh, just uh, lead us in a time of prayer right now. I just want to invite you to stand with us. Thanks for letting us share with you. We've been excited to share with our family back here uh, all that God did there, and we praise God for that. Dean heads up our missions here at North Shore and just asks him to close us. And truly, um, we are a missional church because we're a missional people. We're a missional heart. I know that every one of you have this heart. I believe this morning has meant a lot to you. Because you have it in your heart. Yeah. And, um, and, and I just want to pray. And that's why I shared earlier the way I shared. Remember how weak I was and how I'd never done this before. But all I had to do was show up, you guys. And Michael Hanford taught me that. He said, Dean, just show up. God will do it. So if we'll just show up in our weakness... His strength will be perfected, and he'll do it. Yep. So I know you don't know what to do, because I don't know what to do. But he's going to do it. And that's what we want to pray for this morning, a release. So we're inviting you, Holy Spirit, this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We receive you, Holy Spirit, not just to consume you upon ourselves, but for the power to be released. Yes. To do whatever you want us to do. If that's sharing some clothing with some local neighborhood. If that's just sharing a meal. Whatever it is. If it's just praying for somebody who's in need. We're inviting you, Holy Spirit. We're saying, okay, we're weak. We don't know what to do. But we're here. Our hearts are open. We're available. We're just saying, come, Holy Spirit. Come, and I release your power, Holy Spirit, into each and every mind and spirit and heart, into the inmost thoughts, the deepest thoughts of every inmost heart in this room right now. We release your power, Holy Spirit, to do the work to reveal to each individual person here in the hearing of these words what they have in their hand, what you have that they could give, what they could share, time, clothes, food, whatever, prayer. Holy Spirit, reveal it to them. Show them how you want to use that in their neighborhood, in their city, and in the city of Lake City also. We thank you for that, Holy Spirit. We receive you for this work. And we're just saying, take us on this journey with you. Take us all on this journey with you, not just a few. But may we all be able to experience what you anointed us for. To be your witnesses here and in another city and throughout the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, Well, several of my kids are saving their money. Trinity's already got money saved for going for next year. And uh, we're, we're very excited about that. I know there's a number of you who have the, have the, the Holy Spirit bug to, uh, to get out and go to the nations with us. But let's not forget that the nations are right here at our doorstep. They're in our neighborhoods, in our cities, and God has called us to go to them. Amen. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. This is a great opportunity. Make sure that you take not only opportunities uh, tomorrow to, to remember why we get to enjoy the barbecues, the Memorial Day barbecues, because someone else has sacrificed uh, for us. And so we, we honor those who have given their lives. So don't forget that. Take time to uh, honor veterans as well. It's not Veterans Day, but uh, we, we bless those who put themselves in harm's way on our behalf. Amen. Have a wonderful weekend.